take thou authority to preach the gospel. Indeed, I look upon all the world as my parish. to our latest episode of Field Preachers. Oh my goodness, I learned so much today at the Digital Church Planting Training, and there's no way to tell you all about it, but I want to summarize quickly. So first up, we had Jason Moore from Midnight Oil Productions um, join us and talk about online worship do's and don'ts. And um, everything he shared was so amazing, so thorough. And what I really appreciated, well, there's so many things I appreciated about uh, his presentation today, but something that he talked about that I think is crucial for us to consider now and moving forward post-COVID is this concept of hybrid worship. So it used to be that if you had an online streamed service prior to COVID-19, that your main um, community that you were engaging with was live there in the sanctuary. And maybe there was a camera up that live streamed it to those who are watching um, from the comfort of their home, but your primary focus was the, were those people right in the room with you. And now, you know, even churches that are reopening are seeing maybe 20, 30 percent smaller churches even are seeing no more than 50% of people come back. And so, you know, what does it mean that if you live stream from your sanctuary on Sundays, that the main community that you're trying to engage and connect with is no longer there in the sanctuary, but they are still in the comfort of their home and may stay there even after COVID times. Um, so what does this hybrid model look like? How can you live stream on a Sunday morning that also means kind of connecting with that camera or engaging or speaking to people who are watching from home or offering a different pastor that can, you know, walk them through the, uh, the virtual version of communion while you're offering communion live in your prepackaged COVID safe cups or whatever in the sanctuary space. So I'm um, just thinking through that, diversifying that is hugely important. Something else, another tip you mentioned that I thought was really powerful and profound is if you're that kind of person that's doing like a 35 to 45 minute service or, or heaven help us even more than 45 minutes on Sunday for your online worship, uh, be really intentional about what you're saying and how you're putting it together. And especially if you're pre-recording and say, hey, this is like my main point in the sermon. These three minutes I'm really hoping will be impactful and transformative for those listening in. And so take that like three minute segment out of your worship streamed set and add some graphics or music before and after and share it on social media as a way of taking content that you've already created that can really be helpful um, and sharing it in a smaller way, which increases the likelihood that other people will also watch it and share it with those that they love. So it's just a way to continue to offer ministry to people during these really crazy times. And sometimes the Zoom fatigue is so, so real that we will not be watching the 45-minute service if we miss it live Sunday mornings. So um, so Jason was amazing. He offered really great resources. And then we heard from Mark DeMoz. And oh my goodness, I, you guys think I'm high energy. Um, you know, he was super high energy today, sharing so much from his heart, um, refer referencing so much of scripture. And if you don't know anything about Mark, um, he planted Mosaic Church back in like 2001. And in 2004, started the Mosaics Network, which is like the leading training ground for multi-ethnic um, church planting. So for anyone in any denomination, so he's not United Methodist, but my goodness, he really um, equipped and empowered us today. And some things that he talked about that are like my main takeaways are, you know, he emphasized that when it comes to multi-ethnic, multicultural church planting, that it begins with a call, knowing that you are called to this and, and called to this beautiful, diverse community that will reflect the kingdom of God. 
And then you need to have your theology and it needs to be sound. You know, someone asked a question like, how do you share the importance of multicultural, multi-ethnic planting with white men in dominant cultures who do not always want to listen. And he said, it goes back to your theology. If you can preach it, if you can tell people that this is what the word of God is about. And if you want to follow Jesus Christ, this is the way to follow Jesus. Um, that that can really help and it can strengthen your community. And he talked about principles and ways to really build up a healthy culture in your multi-ethnic church and how when he began Mosaic, you know, he started with uh, you know, there was an African-American, a Latino and an Anglo pastor all working together. And like that was crucial from the get go. It had to be multi-ethnic. If you are a church planter and you look out at your congregation that you've gathered thus far uh, online and it's, you know, 99 percent dominant culture Anglo folks, it's going to be really, really hard to become multi-ethnic that from the get go. This needs to be a priority. You have to be intentional about it. So loved all of that. And then Mark, you know, in all his free time manages or has this entrepreneurial planting training because his church um, funds a lot of their ministry and their existence through these other revenue streams. So he talked about that and he, and he compared it to like a stool with three different legs. And one is your church and your ministry setting, right? Like that is one major entity of your faith community. But then he said, you need to have like and an outreach arm, like a social entrepreneurship thing where, you know, maybe you incorporate your 501c3 and it becomes a feeding program for the community. So you're meeting real needs that are not being met in the community, you know, feeding, clothing, educating, whatever it might be. And by incorporating it separately, you can receive additional grants and funding that might not be given to a church, uh, but will be given to a nonprofit that has a massive umbrella and is connected to the church and to its mission. Um, and then your third leg of that stool is your for-profit businesses, you know, ways that you can start coffee shops. Or I think he has like a, someone who gives massages and has like two rooms there in the church, right? And so that generates some revenue for the church. They pay taxes on it. Everything's done legally. So he said, make sure you look at the legality of stuff, get lawyers involved. Um but that's really been a game changer for them. Uh, he also talked briefly about how, you know, in our mind, we like to think within two to three years, church plants will be self-sustaining. But the reality is it's, you know, five to seven, but more than likely seven to 10 years before that happens. He unpacked that a little bit more. He also talks about it in some of his books. So if you haven't read any of his books or you want to catch him on that training, um, this digital church planting training will be available to download all these sessions and all the resources they talked about um, beginning like September 9th or 10th. So check back, let us know. If you have comments, post them below. If there's more you want to hear about, questions you have to ask, people that you want me to interview in this digital church planting training ends September 8th, uh, shoot me an email at rgilmore at umcdiscipleship.org. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great day. Field Preachers Podcast has been a production of Discipleship Ministries, an agency of the United Methodist Church. Visit all our podcasts at podcasts.umcdiscipleship.org.